August 2015. A man lay in a hospital bed, barely breathing. Two women stood beside him, one weeping, the other was frozen with a look of fear on her face. The younger of the two had long brown hair and mid-green eyes. The man looked up at this girl and smiled, offering her his hand. My dear, you will get through this. But... I... The girl grabbed his hand and felt a metal object in it. It will be okay, Aaron. Don't lie. I'm not lying, my dear. You will survive. After he said this, his hand fell. The girl's gaze shifted to the metal object now in her hand. A small pocket knife that she had given him for his birthday a few years ago reflected the hospital's bright sterile lights. The older woman next to her looked up from her hands and down at the man. His plum-colored eyes were closed. The skin on his face was white as the clean sheets he was laying under. He looked like he was already dead. Ten? The older woman began. He's... He's... Aaron choked. She couldn't finish the sentence. It couldn't be true. She could feel darkness clouding her thoughts. Thousands of distant voices all saying some variation of the same thing. This man was dead. But it couldn't be true. One voice said softly. His heart rate monitor was still beeping. He's just asleep. She finally whispered. You'd better hope that he survives this. The older woman stated, her voice rising in aggression. What are you? This is your fault. If he dies today, he'll have died having you as his daughter. <laughs> this is your fault. The girl felt a daze wash over her. Her cheeks warmed and a lump lodged itself in her throat. She slowly turned their gaze away from her father's peaceful face to the woman beside her. The pocket knife felt heavy in her hand. The handle of the blade, which was carved to look like a thorny vine decorated with small roses, pressed against her skin. Her knuckles whitened. The woman before her looked so weak. It would be so easy. Her mother's voice was cut off as the knife entered her chest. The noise it made was the most satisfying sound the girl had ever heard, and just like that, it was over. The girl's mother was dead. Without another thought, she turned and sprinted out of the hospital, the rose-decorated knife still bloodied in her hand. February 11th, 2016. Thursday, 4.30 a.m. James. James shot awake, nearly vomiting from the head rush as he rolled off his bed and thudded against the ground, tangled in his blankets. For a moment, he thought he would close his eyes and remain the way he was laying until sleep returned to him. But something interrupted that plan. A thunking sound vibrated his thoughts and caused him to open his eyes again. Then it happened again. James slowly lifted his body from the ground and grabbed his phone from his bedside table. The time read Thursday, 4.33 a.m., and a single message sat at the top. It read, Babe, look out your window. James set his phone down and turned to his window. Moonlight cut through the darkness of his room in small, evenly spaced slices. James slowly walked over to his window and opened the blinds. Moonlight rushed in, nearly blinding him. James squinted to see what could possibly be so bright at this hour. At first, it wasn't obvious why everything was bright, but soon he saw. Snow was falling from the sky, gently drifting to the white landscape below. Despite the odd feeling that had hung over him the previous day, 
James smiled. Amy bounced into his mind, almost with the same energy that followed her. Amy loved the snow, and James loved when Amy was happy. After a moment of staring at the pale landscape, James took a step back and turned to his door, intending to go tell Amy the news. That's when something tapped his window. The sound he had heard in his dream suddenly sounded through his room. He turned back around in time to see a small rock tap his window before falling back to the ground. James smiled, opened his window, and looked down to the driveway where a familiar figure was standing waving both arms around. Liz. She wore a thin black jacket over one of James's oversized shirts. Under that, she wore tight sweatpants and thick winter boots that were topped with fake animal fur. Her hair fell in a tangled mess around her shoulders and blocked her eyes. His chest contracted as he took in the sight. His hands tensed as he imagined running his hands through her hair so he could see her eyes again. Liz waved her hands in a come here motion, snapping James out of his thoughts. For a second, James wanted nothing more than to run down and hug Liz, but he stopped and turned back to the window. Amy. He mouthed. Liz thought for a second and shook her head. Just you and me. She mouthed. James quickly and quietly grabbed a coat, threw on shoes, and ran out of his room. He nearly fell down the stairs on his way to get out to greet her. After quickly and quietly opening the front door and wiggling out, James turned and was immediately met with Liz's soft lips. Liz wrapped her arms around his neck and pulled closer, as if she were going to freeze to death without him. James wrapped her up in his arms until nothing was between them but the clothes on their chests. Then they separated. Hey, what is this about? James whispered. School is going to be closed today, so we can do whatever we want. James nestled his head into the crook of Liz's neck. She smelled like cheap perfume and energy drinks, but James didn't care. Oh, thank God. We should grab Amy. She loves snow days. Liz pulled back slightly and pouted. What? James, I'm cold. She leaned forward and kissed James's cheek and put her arms around his neck. Despite Liz's cold hands and the duo's colder surroundings, James felt heat surge through his body. He put his arms around Liz and kissed her back. 5.30 a.m. Amy. The light fell into Amy's room, willing her eyes to open. At the same time, a gentle melody drifted from her alarm clock. Sluggishly, Amy sat up in bed and tapped her alarm clock before opening her phone. No messages, as usual. Sighing, Amy got out of bed and slowly got dressed. She looked over at her mirror where a small picture of her, Liz, and James rested. They were all smiling with giant toothy grins. While James's and Liz's gaze were set on the camera that took the picture, Amy had been looking at Liz. She remembered her thoughts at that exact moment. How the sun that day made Liz's skin look so beautiful, and how the wind had pulled her hair along with it. Amy had accidentally brushed her hand against Liz's in that picture, which was the cause for her red face when it was taken. Quickly, Amy turned from the picture. Her face turned as red as it was in the image. Knock, knock. Amy spun around and her eyes met with Liz. Dude, shit, calm down. I've seen you in a bikini before. Said Liz, smiling and taking a step forward. Amy took a step back and adjusted her clothing and hair. <sighs> Why are you here? I wanted to see you before we left. We have school today. No, we don't. What? Liz grinned and walked to Amy's window and opened the blinds dramatically throwing her hands out like a showman revealing her latest attraction. Amy looked out the window. There was snow as far as the eye could see. The dark outline of small fences and buildings were the only indication of civilization. They canceled school? Amy asked, turning from the scene to the girl beside her. Liz gave her an exuberant nod. Someone knocked on Amy's door. Amy, you dressed? James's voice called from the other side. 
<laughs> yeah. Amy replied, watching the door. James walked through. He had a coat and sweatpants on, and he had an arrogant grin on his face. Snow clung to his clothes, indicating that he had already been in the snow for some time. Amy smiled mischievously. Say, Liz, how long have you been here? Liz blushed a deep red and sputtered. Like five minutes, I'd say. Right, five minutes? James turned red too. Yep, five minutes. Five minutes. Five minutes. Five minutes. Amy laughed, made a lewd hand gesture, and watched as Liz and James got even redder. She hiccuped with laughter once more. What? Liz demanded, a hand covering her mouth. James was doing something similar, except he seemed to be finding more humor in the situation than Liz was. <laughs> Alright, lovebirds. What's the plan for today? Amy said, trying to hold back laughter. James. Good morning, Elizabeth. The twins' mom sang pleasantly as she walked into the kitchen. I haven't seen you in a while. Morning, morning mom. mom. James shot his sister a smile. Although speaking together had become a trivial twin thing to most people, it still always brought a grin to his face. It made him feel like he wasn't alone in this world, no matter what. Morning, Miss Carthus. Liz replied with half a waffle sticking out of her mouth. James chuckled between bites of food. Liz turned to him with a ridiculous smile, and he laughed again, this time choking on his waffle. What brings you here this morning? Catherine asked, pouring a coffee for herself. Don't you guys have school? No, it's a snow day. Amy said, sitting down next to James with a plate of breakfast. Oh. Their mom stabbed a chunk of egg with her fork and plopped it in her mouth. She looked at the ceiling dejectedly for several moments before snapping back into focus. What is the plan for today? We're headed to the park. Like we always do. Liz. The park spread out in front of the group. Empty. Perfect. The trio didn't live near very many people that had kids, which fit the group's generally antisocial behavior well. James had always been good with people, but it tended to be very difficult for Amy to socialize, especially with other girls. Nevertheless, the group looked out at an empty park. James glanced around the park a few times before his eyes landed on his target and he began running towards it. Liz shot Amy an enthusiastic grin before both girls took off after him. The chase lasted for several seconds until James found what he was looking for and dove behind a nearly invisible snowbank. Amy, seeing James's plan, dove to the right, while Liz did the same to the left. The two got as close to the ground as possible and pushed snow into a pile to create a minimal cover. The two turned to each other and waited for the barrage of snow that was sure to appear. James had expected their duck and cover, so he was doing one of two things. Either he was waiting for them to poke their heads out, or he was slowly making his way towards them. Amy's thoughts were reflected in Liz's eyes as the other girl took a deep breath and began to crawl. She crawled along the ground until her eyes caught sight of James's jacket just barely peeking out over the snowbank. Liz turned to Amy and pointed at the path that encircled the park. Go around. Amy nodded and turned to the path, ready to run to James. This happens every snow day. Go to the park, find a starting position, and prepare for war. The difference this time, Liz had a plan. After Amy got into position, Liz stood tall and acted as though she would throw a snowball. That acted as the signal for Amy. A single clump of snow flew by her head and she dove to the ground. Poking her head out, she watched Amy's progress to James. After a moment of thought, Liz jumped out of hiding again and began running towards him. He would think that she had already prepared for the main attack and would focus his effort on her. This would give Amy enough time to attack from behind. Well, that is what the plan was. For just a second, something caught Liz's eye. She knew the human brain tended to find faces and small details, but this was more than just a face. It was a woman with red hair curled into a tangled bun. She had a horrible grin and her eyes were black. Then she vanished, 
leaving Liz wondering if she had even seen someone there at all. A snowball suddenly hit Liz in the face, and she slipped on the snow she had been running on, landing square on her back. She lifted her head just in time to spot Amy running away from James's position. The other girl retreated across the entire field, then she dove behind the cover they had made. Liz remained where she lay in the snow, and glanced back to where she had seen the woman. Something about the face. Liz! Amy shouted. What happened? At Amy's call, Liz jumped onto her feet and sprinted to cover. Once behind the snow wall, she took a deep breath and started gathering snow again. Liz, what happened? I... I got distracted. Liz responded dejectedly. The snowball fight lasted for quite a while after that, and it gave Liz plenty of time to forget about the odd woman. After the fight had continued for long enough that James hung his jacket on a stick in a sign of surrender, the group had elected to take a break. Liz sat next to James, who was in the process of rolling a large snowball, and watched him work while talking to Amy about things that barely mattered. A deep breath brought the cold air into Liz's lungs. They expanded and shot a feeling of absolute bliss throughout her body. This was the best kind of day. Liz was sitting with her best friends. Amy was telling jokes. James was enjoying himself. All was good. And then everything was not good. Hello? Liz looked around, and eventually her eyes landed on the source of the sound. An attractive young woman stood awkwardly in front of James's structure. The girl was wearing a gray beanie that forced her blonde streaked brown hair to cover some of her face. James loved that style. Her eyes were a muted gray-green, and they were focused directly on James. Her clothes, a thin black jacket and black skinny jeans, seemed to be custom-tailored to make her look as hot as possible. Next to her stood a shorter girl with bright red hair and odd red eyes. Her hair was pushed into place by a headband that had fake horns on it. She had snow boots on with a massive blue hoodie. A gray scarf wrapped tightly around her neck in a clear attempt to cover as much skin as possible. Liz didn't like either of them. What? At that time, James stopped working on his structure and looked up to join the conversation. Liz noticed that as his eyes met the brown-haired girl, they slowly drifted lower. She cleared her throat and glared at James. He glanced at her. A sheepish look appeared on his face. Then he turned back to the girls. Hi, uh, I'm Aaron. This is Evelyn. The brown-haired girl, Aaron, muttered. I just wanted to ask if you guys had seen a woman. She has red hair and is in her 30s. The four stood quietly for a moment before James spoke up from where he was on the ground. I haven't seen anyone here but us, he said, looking with a mix of suspicion and confusion at the girls. Liz looked over at him and realized he had been building a wall of snow around her feet that connected to a large snow tower behind her. Liz nearly said something, but Amy spoke up. I... Amy stuttered, and her face went red. Her eyes were locked on the red-haired girl. The two girls looked at Amy as if they hadn't realized she was there. Yes. I haven't seen anyone either. After awkwardly squeaking that out, Amy turned around and acted like she was building something in the snow. Aaron muttered something vulgar in Spanish, and the redhead, Evelyn, turned to walk away. Aaron reached back and grabbed Evelyn's scarf before she could get too far. Hold on. Aaron commanded, looking at the group, specifically James. Can I give you my number? So you can call me if you see her? James hesitated, then he shook his head. Uh, sure. He said slowly, pulling out his phone. Liz glared at him. Thank you. I know it seems odd, but she's not quite... She isn't all there. James laughed his sweet, cheerful laugh. Aaron's reaction to it was immediate. Liz watched the color wash into the girl's cheeks and a smile spread across her face. She shook her brown hair down in front of her eyes shyly. Yeah, it's okay. We will keep an eye out for her. Aaron pulled out her phone and her wallpaper was exposed for a few seconds. 
It depicted her, Evelyn, and another slightly older woman, all smiling together. Aaron began announcing her number. In that time, Amy wandered over to Liz's side, keeping her gaze on the redhead, who found great interest in the color of the sunset. With the sinking sun came darkness. The group had been outside all day. Liz thought about the woman she might have seen, the pale face, a confident smile, skin that stretched taut over her powerful cheekbones. How much of that had she imagined? Was there really a woman there? It couldn't be a coincidence that she thought she saw someone, and then two people showed up looking for someone who fit the description. Could it? Aaron finished recounting her number and motioned to her companion that it was time to leave. Evelyn shot a smile at Amy and followed Aaron. The two walked with almost robotic unison out of the park. Once they were out of earshot, Liz turned to the twins, only to see that they were watching the girls with great interest. Hey! She snapped her fingers in front of their faces. They both blinked and put their heads down like they were being scolded. You have a girlfriend right here. Not you. You can stare all you want. S sorry James stuttered and looked down. She looked familiar. It's okay. Liz teased and kissed James's cheek. Then she grabbed the front of James's hoodie. Just remember who you belong to. James chuckled and kissed Liz back, then turned to Amy, who was still staring after the girls. Her breathing came out irregularly, as if she were having a panic attack. Amy, are you- Do you think I could run after the redhead and get her number? James's eyes lit up, and Liz smiled. Go for it. Amy finally broke her gaze from the girls and looked at Liz. What if- Amy, don't think about it. Just do it. Amy's breathing quickened as she psyched herself up. Oh, god dang it! She called as she took off running. Her hat fell off into the snow, but she continued, her hair breaking loose from the hair tie holding it back. James watched her go, then looked at Liz and laughed. <laughs> Thanks, babe. She needed that. Amy. Amy locked her eyes on the pair as they walked away. James had said go for it, but even with his support, Amy was terrified. It was Liz that had convinced her. So that is why she is now running towards a girl she didn't know without any plan for what she was about to say to her. Her heart was pounding hard, so she attempted to use Liz's breathing technique. Bad idea. If she was running, she would surely pass out. If breathing wouldn't calm her down, she had two solutions left. She could bail, or she could use her mantra that she repeated when she was stressed. Oh, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. The two girls, whether they heard Amy's running or her whispering, stopped walking and turned to look at her. Just as they did, Amy stopped a few feet in front of them. Uh, hi, I, uh... Spit it out, love. I think you're cute. Evelyn's face turned as red as her hair, and Aaron stifled a laugh. Amy flushed as well as she realized she had no idea what she had even come over here for. Before Amy could bail, however, Evelyn took a step forward and looked at her. They were nearly the same height. Evie had a few inches on her. I... uh... You want my number? Among other things? Amy's stomach fluttered. She felt like she was gonna puke. How did you know? I can read minds. Evelyn muttered as she reached behind her into Aaron's pocket. Hey! Evelyn's hand retreated with a pen and a small notebook, and she began writing on it. Her hand moved quickly, making short work of rattling off her number. When she finished, she tore the page out and handed it to Amy while looking away. Here. Uh, she muttered, her freckled cheeks darkening further. With a shaking hand, Amy took the slip from her and smiled. Thank you. It was only after Amy's awkward squeak that Aaron's laughter broke past her lips. This was undoubtedly the most awkward experience of her entire life. Amy smiled at Aaron's laughter. Aaron grabbed Evie by the shoulders. Alright, come on Evie. Don't forget. 
We are in a time crunch. Evie shook her head and glared at the girl next to her. Right. She stammered and turned to Amy for a quick smile before the two turned away and left the park. Liz. How about you? What? Did you get what you needed today? James hesitated. You know, I think I did. Liz chuckled and stood up, holding a hand out to get James up as well. He took it and slowly rose to his feet. His smile, that Liz loved so much, had returned to its home on his face. Liz, I don't know what has been going on lately, but no matter what, I love you. You've kept Amy and me sane for nearly eight years, and I will always love you for that. Liz turned red. I... uh... I love you too. Normally, talking to James was easy for her, but when he let his confidence show, words were sucked from her lungs. Hey, uh... guys? James and Liz turned to see Amy's deep red face. She was breathing heavily and fidgeting. Disappointment covered her gaze. She said no? Liz asked in a soothing voice, already prepared to consult her friend. James smiled. Amy was excited, not nervous. She said yes, didn't she? Amy's face slowly changed from faux disappointment to giddy happiness as she held up her hand, which had a small slip of paper with a neatly written number on it. James chuckled as Amy put her hands in the air and did a small victory dance. I got a cute girl's number. I got a cute girl's number. Liz and James laughed. All right, we should get back to the house. It's getting late. Wait, one more thing. What? Liz turned around and punched James's snow tower as hard as she could. The snow moved, but the tower remained upright. She looked at James and motioned for him to do the same. He punched it, moving a little bit more. Both Liz and James turned to Amy. Your turn, lady killer. Amy smiled and reeled back to punch the tower. This blow sent it to the ground. Evie and Aaron had only walked a short distance away from the park before ducking behind a fence to argue. Evie stood in a deep snowbank pushed against the wood. Aaron remained on the sidewalk with her arms crossed. I heard what they said. They didn't see her. They're fine. Now we just have to watch him. Make sure he doesn't go crazy or anything. You didn't ask the target's girlfriend. She knows something. Are you sure? Or do you just want to spend more time with your girlfriend? Evie reached up and started fiddling with her horns uncomfortably. She countered four breaths before she responded. Erin, I read her. The girl was focused on the way James was looking at you. But near the end of our conversation, she debated telling us the truth. I saw a memory. Of a redhead woman with black eyes. Okay, okay. I just still can't believe you asked for that girl's phone number. I didn't ask her, she asked me. I was trying to be nice to her. No. I saw your look when she was walking away. And I saw where your eyes were looking. I... Shut up. You also told her one of your abilities. You are lucky she took it as a joke. You... Don't tell Ensley. You know she wouldn't understand that it was a joke. What are you two discussing? Ensley! How and why are you here? I flew down. Figured I'd check on your first mission together. Evie, seemingly getting a hold of herself, cleared her throat. <clears throat> We've reason to believe that Lezabel has already found James. Then we have to bring him in. Samuel will not be happy. He will be fine. 